Thanks for listening to the Roman Circus Podcast, a weekly dive into death-defying discussions of Catholic culture, tradition, and history. I'm Matt Baker, and with me, as always, is unfortunately just a normal person who does not have any of the superhuman, superhero, COVID antibodies coursing through his veins. Zach Mabry. Zach, how are you today? I'm I'm healthy. I'm virus free. I'm thriving. I'm I'm just everything uh, that you're not today. <laughs> it's true. Uh, email us at what is it? Uh, podcast. podcast. Roman Circus blog. Blog. That's right. You like my hype, man. Read the blog. Twitter at Roman Circus Pod. I'm at Hey, it's Matt Baker. Zach is at Zach Mabry. Z A C Mabry. Though, aren't we both deactivated at both. present? currently off but we'll be back I assume. yeah so if you're if you're doing a if you're going back in time and listening you could probably find us um but yeah at press time we're both deactivated we are trying to take your money over at patreon.com slash roman circus pod and we are wherever podcasts are including spotify and that is it zach matt i did it what'd you do I came out the other side alive. Oh, wait, you did? Did you test negative? Oh, I haven't done that yet. Oh, uh, well, you're not. I mean, you're not the other side alive. Um, that is true. Uh, well, I guess you're on the other side of, of now you have COVID. Are you? Do you think you still have it? That's my question. Do you think you still are? Is it infected? Per- no, you're, a, a per- you're not a COVID person. You're a person with COVID. Yeah, please. <laughs> please. I'm not one of you non-COVIDs. Um. So here's the timeline. You ready for the timeline? Yes. So yeah, in in 1971, you were born. Yeah, yeah. It uh, uh, <laughs> I almost forgot. COVID brain. Am I right, folks? I am I right, folks? See, it's still funny, guys. So it's still funny. So two two. It kind of started. Two Thursdays ago, I was watching football and I was tired, but that didn't seem out of the ordinary. I, like many, many people, tend to get tired at least once a day. Um, At least once. I'm just, I feel like being tired is, I don't remember when I wasn't tired. Yeah. Uh, Friday, I was okay, but then later on in the day, I got, I was like tired again. And I was like, "Is is this, is this normal do people get tired every day yeah tired bds right yeah and and uh saturday i woke up and i was congested and i wasn't feeling great but i have felt congested and not great a ton well i think you're great even with this infectious even when you're an incubus of viral plague yeah i still think you're great i uh i'm an incubus because I peaked in the late 90s, early 2000s. Anyway, folks. Get down with the sickness. That's a completely different band. I know, but I, <laughs> I just, I thought we're doing music, so. Yeah. Um, Sunday, I wake up not feeling great, and I get a text from my boss that says, hey, man, uh, I just want to let you know, I tested positive yesterday. Not a call you ever want to get, right? Yeah. And you were like, oh, no, you've, I've heard that's incurable. And he's like, oh, just of COVID. And you're like, oh, oh, positive for that. Oh, also bad. Bad. So 
I wasn't feeling great, and I was like, well, this is a bummer. So I instantly scheduled a test, went on down to the old urgent care. Uh, wasn't feeling great. and Did you have to tell them you were, like, you played for the NBA? Yeah, I was like, I'm a very famous actor, singer, athlete, and I need to go on tour slash start my, start my game. The playoffs are here. I need these results back. Playoffs. Yesterday. we got to win a game. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I got it. And they, it was Sunday morning, and they're like, you'll get your results back in three to five days. And I was like, okay, so I'll just basically act like I have it for three to five days. So I come back. And was that business days, or was that like? No, 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 no. Normal, okay. just ev- every day. Every day okay. was one day. So what day of the week was the test? Sunday morning. Okay, so they're saying you would get it back either Monday. So, Wednesday to Friday. Yeah. Okay. So I was hoping for earlier, but so then I'm Sunday, I'm at my parents' house and my brother comes over and I go, bro, um, you can't come near me. I might have the, the virus. So I lock myself away in what is used to be my brother Adam's room. It has a bathroom attached to it. Now to be clear, your brother Adam just moved out, right? Uh, no, he was there. It was very uncomfortable. Oh, okay. Well, no, no was, I mean like no, when you say out. it used to be his room. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like yeah. He's he still alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just wanted. I didn't. It almost sounded kind of like morbid. So I just for this like for once I was wanting to be less morbid, and I was like, no, just to be clear, Adam yeah, Baker Adam's still alive. still draws breath. Yeah. So then Monday, Sunday into Monday was when I started getting the body aches. And the tired and the congestion. I never and, got it. And it wasn't the Sunday scaries. You knew that. Yeah. Yeah. I knew. I I never had a fever. Even when I got tested, they were like, yeah, everything is fine. Like, you don't have a fever and your oxygen level, your breathing sounds good. So on a scale of, of hot to not, you, you scored not when they yeah, checked. I was a naughty, right? Okay. Oh, that's right. And not from last week. Hey, yeah. call back. Well, two weeks ago now. So, yeah. So basically Monday and Tuesday were pretty rough and we even were going to record, but I texted you and was like, I just can't, I'm like too tired. That's kind of what happened. It was the worst part for me was the fatigue. Um, and really that was the Roman circus first. I think about 100% of the times we've canceled or rescheduled. It's been me. That's been like, Oh no, we've got to cancel or reschedule. Truly um, the virus just shows that we're all, that we're all just the same, Zach. We've all got to be a little bit more patient with each other. That's mm-hmm. what we learned from this. So, uh, I now each day I quarantine, but also the streets of Scottsdale are very quiet. So I was able to take a walk without really like harming people. Right. Um, wait, what do you mean? What kind of walk? walk around like the neighborhood oh like around the block yeah okay yeah i mean that's uh it's pretty pretty bold but well i checked with a doctor doctor said it was okay oh no yeah ask your doctor if walking is right for you (laughs) yeah walking walking may result in uh and that was okay i'd get a little tired but like that's just kind of how it happened uh this was a really this was like a bad week for me to come down with the virus because my friend's daughter was getting baptized and I had to miss that and my nephew turned one and I had to miss that and uh, 
I, a few friends were in town from Chicago, uh, and I basically couldn't see them. And uh, I had a friend on third on a friend on Friday was moving to Philadelphia, so I was unsure if I would be able to see her. So on Thursday, wow, guys, listening audience, I mean, do you want to join me in feeling super bad for how much this virus has affected Matt? Um, probably nobody has it worse. Okay, well, we'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to, no, but I wanted to get. We'll get to that, right? Uh, so basically, I found out on Thanksgiving that I was positive. We, uh, I think, we were all positive on Thanksgiving. Yeah, we were all positive. Yeah, I was negative it's for a, the it's virus. A day so I was just positive for life in general. For feel for the feels. I did the old get in the car and do a drive-by goodbye to the friend who is moving, and I found out. Aww. I found out in her driveway that I was positive. That was exciting. It says detected. I wish that it was like when people get pregnant and they post the pregnancy test photo. Yeah. Except those are always gross because I don't actually know how those work. So I don't know which part of that whole thing has been peed on. And so I don't like looking at the <laughs> photos of people's pregnancy. Because I'm like, I don't know. Like, is it the whole thing? Is it yeah. just like the inside? Like, none please, of that makes sense to me. Can someone please explain what I'm looking at. Well, right. I'm like, am I looking at, at like pee right now? But anyway, back so, to you. So basically like... Uh, yeah, then I started getting better on Friday and kind of cleared up, and now I'm feeling okay. Yesterday was my day 10 of quarantine. Um, I, yeah, it, uh, now, now when you say that nobody had it worse, I, I'm not going to act like I was, I wasn't, I don't think it was any worse of a sickness than I've felt. Like, I've had head colds and maybe flus and stuff. Yeah. One thing I, th- I think you said to me over text was that it's, you know, when you get sick, it's about like this, like you kind of have this type of sickness maybe every year, or every few years. Well, I feel like I, yeah, I feel like I had head cold and, Oh, I lost my, I, the sense of smell, I did lose that. That was crazy. Like I had it around the time I tested and I was like trying to smell like hand soap and all sorts of stuff. Right. Yeah. yeah, somebody, my mom was like, does Matt have taste? And I was like, no, trust me. <laughs> um, and then she was like, no, like, can he, can he experience? And I was like, oh, I don't, let uh, me ask. Yeah, we'll find out. Um, and then the smell went, and uh, that's kind of when you know. And that You, that went, you came, went smell blind. Yeah, that kind of came back. Um, that was fun when that came back. That was exciting. I, I guess, I know this sounds dumb, but every time somebody talks about how you lose a sense of smell, all of a sudden I'm like, well, can I smell? And then I'm sitting there trying to think of like, okay, what's something that doesn't smell normal? Yeah. And so I'm, you know, and it'll be like, I'll have coffee. I'm like, why can't I smell it? Can you smell coffee if, if it's not hot? <laughs> yeah. Because it has been sitting here for a while. You're like, I'm, um, try- I'm trying to smell the air in the room. Can I smell? Is any? It, why does the air have no smell? Right. Right. I mean, so that that's one where I'm, I don't know. Every time I think, like, if 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 I'm somehow put with the question, "Can I smell right now?" I'm always like, "Oh no, I don't think I can." Yeah, yeah. So, well, that my point is like, I'm not going to sit here and act like it was. I was like on death's door. It was the worst. I was really worried, to be honest. Yeah. Because one, I don't. 
like I don't have time to make a new best friend. And then <laughs> two, I don't know how to upload the podcast. Yeah. So this would be over. Nobody would even have any way of finding out. You also and then, don't know how to access the Patreon money. Oh, that I definitely don't know. Yeah. Um, uh, which actually everyone just put that in the back of your minds because we have we have some comments about Patreon money yeah, for later. So, um, but no, I was going to say, then I texted you and was like, make sure your parents have my number. Because I'm like, what if Matt goes to the hospital and gets like intubated? I didn't really, I didn't necessarily think you were going to die. I just was yeah. wondering how bad it was, if you were well, going to like I mean, that's always the, in- like my breathing, my breathing never was bad, but it, I had chest congestion and it was, my breathing felt a little different. So I could see where that would become a thing. Like it just, that's why. I've had really weird breathing for a few months. And I think some of it is almost just imagined. Like basically I, I can't always breathe all the way deep. And when it first yeah. started, I was like, oh no. And I kind of kept myself for a day or two. Yeah. But well, then you it get, just you tried never... to give up, you gave up smoking. So that really harmed your breathing. I think that's what, my lungs. Yeah. My lungs were like, we need to be stimulated. Um, but it was funny. Cause like people I'd, I'd be like, there were a couple of times I, I like recorded something on TV using my phone. And when I sent it to people, they're like, why are you breathing like that in the background? And I was like, that's just my breath now. Um, so, but I mean that, I think that's gone away. I don't know. But I was very worried that it was a COVID thing as was happening. But I think it's like, sometimes you get psyched out mm. and you almost like you're, like your brain doesn't let you breathe all the way deep because you're panicking about, can you breathe deep? Sure. Anyway. But yeah, so it like, I mean, that's a like, okay. And I, I'm going to by no means downplay the severity of COVID. You're a survivor. You're going to go to survivor retreats with your brothers and sisters in, in solidarity. Yeah. I mean, I, I saw your just... tweet about people talking about COVID. I well, know well, we, we are very underrepresented, are underrepresented in the COVID conversations it was important to that we not lose sight of bodies and spaces dialogue yeah uh, as a result of covid so you said as someone who is part of the covid19 community we should just call it like lgbtc (laughs) (laughs) um as someone the the covid x community um as COVID, yeah. As someone who is part of the COVID-19 community, I find it very disturbing to see conversations and arguments taking place about us with the severe lack of representation, i.e. arguments between non-Covies. <laughs> and so, yeah, I, I did like that. I was like, you, you know, nothing about us without us is what yeah, they say. Exactly. Like, that's what people are saying about So Sia has that new movie coming out, Music, and it's right. about an autistic girl named Music, and they had yeah. an allegedly neurotypical girl play her. Sure. And everybody's super mad. And I'm pretty sure Sia was kind of a boss about it. She's like, well, maybe there weren't any autistic girls good enough to act. Like, she meant, like, maybe, like, like actresses were like, sure. I should have done it. I'm autistic. And she, I guess she was like, well, maybe none of you were talented enough. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah. something. Like, she was like, I don't think anybody th- that tried out that was good enough was. Uh, Truth hurts, babe. I, I, yeah, I guess she didn't, uh, she didn't cave. But the movie's also done. So, like, I don't know what. Anyway. Yeah. They, uh, so yeah, my point is like I think that the th- thing is like I don't know. I'm not actually sure where I got it. Like my oh my boss actually ended up te- retesting a few days later and tested. You got it because Trump doesn't believe in science. If we had a president who believed science and yeah. listened to scientists, the problem you yeah, wouldn't the problem have is gotten the, COVID. the belief in science is not strong enough. 
Yeah, as soon as we have a, as soon as the president believes in science, the virus is like it's it's sort of like the five second rule, but it's not. It, the virus is like oh, I took one of those. There's no match for Biden, who's watched all of Bill Nye's Netflix special. I took one. I had an email came across, and it said it was one of those like, you know how you like how socialist are you, how fascist are you, right? Like one was yeah, how very, much very how much belief in science do you have? And I took it and I scored a 39% and I instantly started feeling fatigued and having body aches. (laughs) (laughs) They, uh, but so, I mean, it's just like, I mean, people are dying, Zach, Kim, people are dying. And that it's, that's really like what the, the thing is, is not that it's, it is a crazy virus. And at some point, I think it'll settle to being just like the flu, right? Because it mimics the flu. But the point is, I think we don't, just because we don't have a vaccine or any way of fighting it. That was the main reason people, well, a lot of people well, are idiots and don't know what they're doing. But like my my, It's aggressively away, contagious. Obviously, you weren't like sharing drinks or kissing on your boss, as far as I know. Mm-hmm. And yet, you got it. You know, how, so it, it is, but like... Every year there are coronaviruses that take place and basically everybody in the population gets them. They just don't cause symptoms. The deal with this one is it's aggressively contagious and it does lead to symptoms for a portion of the population and some of those people die. And so, you know, and when it first started, we had no idea, you know, what the mortality rate was or anything. We didn't know. We didn't know anything. Uh, All we knew was that in Italy they had people like lined up in the, hallways of the hospitals because they were overwhelmed and that italy has more hospital beds per person than we do here so we couldn't you know risk that happening to us Mm -hmm. yeah so i mean it it's obviously like a serious thing and i am glad that i did not a friend in la she thought she had it and she by all accounts messaging with her was sick more sick than me and tested negative which is crazy um, yeah, I mean, Elon Musk was out here saying he tested four times and it was two positive, two negative. He's just perfect. Tokyo Drift. <laughs> he's just perfectly neutral. Well, okay, so I'm, again, I'm not, so I'm not sitting Teslas here trying to defend. Days, Zach. Like white, just white Teslas everywhere. Oh. And it's really becoming just like. I don't like know. who doesn't have one? Yeah. Um. Yeah, no, so the thing, like, again, I'm never, I'm not out here trying to defend scientists or the whole response to COVID, which I've been pretty vocally opposed, you know, uh, not about. But, I mean, he took different types of tests that have different levels of effectiveness. Like, I don't know that you could take Elon Musk's thing and be like, oh, this is all fake. Mm. So, I don't know. Well, um, I'm glad that you've survived covid and that Thank you have you. your new community that you can be part of. Yeah, no, it's great. It uh, that you're a COVID-bodied person, and this is a space. Sa- this is a COVID space for COVID bodies. I basically just laundered all my clothing. I took my, I took my comforter down to the cleaners, and they're like, "Before I touch this, is there?" And I was waiting for it, and they're like, "Is there vomit on here, or like?" urine or anything and i was like nope neither of those good luck have it good luck with nice. it nice best of luck enjoy <laughs> enjoy it neither no there's no vomit on it who knows what else there is uh, 
and then uh, yesterday, like I was officially, well, I don't know. I was CDC guideline cleared yesterday and I went to pick something up and it was kind of on the heavier side. And then the guy went to help me and I just had the awkward, like, before you get too close, let me just, let me tell you a little bit about myself. My name is Matt. I grew up in Scottsdale, had COVID. Uh, I don't know if any of those things trouble you, but it, uh, just thought you should know. I feel left out. It's like you've had it. Trump's had it. Like all my best friends have had it. All the top um, people, all all of the top people in the world. Bullet Lasaro has had it. Like what is his name? The Brazilian Bolsonaro. He's had it. Like He's had it like four times. times. <laughs> have you seen that video that he posted? That like where they're all just like blocky. Down. Yeah. Blocky. Yeah. So good. So COVID good. I'm glad there's going to be at least one interesting world leader between Trump losing and then. Um, Putin announcing that he's stepping down apparently. Yeah. At least we'll have Bolsonaro. Uh his video proved that COVID does not kill your sense of humor, Zach. No. He's so hilarious. We should so, get him on the pod. Yeah. So okay, what do what did I miss? So oh that was the other thing, is like I I mean I was in the room for ten days, Zach. Like you just Yeah, I asked you if it was like Count of Monte Cristo when you know, like that like the thing slides open and it's his like slop that he gets to eat that day. Yeah, so not like my nobody in my family tested positive or had any symptoms and nobody in my boss's family besides him once tested positive or had any symptoms. So I was in my parents' house in the room and every now like at seven AM they would yell like prisoner four five seven and I would have to open the door slightly and like a moldy roll would come through the crack in the door. Amazing. And then, uh, and somehow you still haven't finished the whole season four of the crown. And yet you were in this room. For... I started Victoria, which is a show about queen Victoria, which is basically, if I had known Downton that Abbey. you, if we, if when you were texting me about that, if I had known that you weren't finished with the crown yet, I would have, been really mad so i'm glad that i didn't know that when you were texting me i've everybody always tells me i should watch victoria i've, I've seen one episode it's fine it's i watch it because jenna coleman is in it and she's from doctor who and she's the best companion of doctor who so i wanted to see and it's basically i don't know like it's kind of like downton abbey if if lady mary was queen victoria i don't know it's all they're all the same show but Gosh, but I mean, gosh, I, it looked to me like it was a, it was like a lower budget, kind of, just period piece. Like Downton Abbey was really expensive, and they put a lot into mm. the whole thing. And obviously, the crown is more expensive than the actual monarch to produce. Victoria kind of looked like it was just on a ba- like a regular soundstage. No, maybe no, it was pretty. They maybe dropped, I need they, to give it more of a look. I I assumed it was they kind dropped of a, some dollars, Zach. Oh, okay. I say dollars okay. now. That's part of my, that's a side effect of the COVID. Nice. While you were gone, you joined Terror Squad. <laughs> um, Terror Squad. Remember them? Of course. Uh, how could I forget? Okay, fill me in on what I missed. So uh, so there was some drama on the TL about TM. Oh, boy. That is Taylor Marshall. Taylor Marshall's back. He never Yes. Left. So, um, this is a there was, issue near and dear to our hearts. Well, so it, it comes down to grifting, right? So, right, somebody near, issue near and dear to our hearts, yes, exactly. Um, it really speaks to who we are as people. So, uh, Father Paul Hedman posted a tweet kind of breaking down 
based on what you can see on Patreon, you know, an estimate for how much money Taylor Marshall is making from Patreon. And he's making with that, he's making money. Right, he is. He's doing well for himself um, on Patreon. And I mean, his various ventures have like he's had very he had multiple successful business ventures. So, you know, I mean, I, I think that's basically impossible to deny. So then Father Hedman said, you know, it, it's if Taylor Marshall is going to continue calling out for financial transparency with, you know, the Vatican and the and the diocese, then he should, you know, provide a financial disclosure to all of his patrons and followers. Okay. So basically so, if he wants if he wants something from someone, he should be willing to do the same on his end. I think that's the point that was trying to be made. So, I mean, you know, there's no person, there's, I mean, obviously my stance on many topics is not the stance that Taylor Marshall has on those same topics. Um, we've not really exchanged blows on the timeline except maybe once or twice, but even then, you know, I mean, there's no like animosity at the end of the day. Cause like, you know, this isn't high school, but I mean, obviously I'm not like a Taylor Marshallite person. Like I'm not one of his thousand patrons. Right. Um, and you know, years ago I did read his blog, but I don't really even do that anymore. And there's aspects of what he is about that I wish he was not about. I, um, I, the first ever Taylor Marshall video I watched was on the Vatican financial scandal and I enjoyed it. This was, I don't know, maybe like three years ago. Oh, see, I liked his video about um, how to how to learn the six days of creation. Um, it had like hand signals and that kind of stuff. Okay. Um, I mean, I really liked the sort of the iteration of Taylor Marshall that was around, you know, like 2014 to, you know, early 2018. Mm -hmm. Um, not that he's a different guy. It just, you know, his focus was different then. And I, I liked that. Sure. Um, so anyway, I, I just think like if you're Taylor Marshall's patron, then you're giving your money to Taylor Marshall to sort of do whatever he wants with it. You know, I don't really think you're entitled to a statement. Like you could just quit subscribing like he doesn't really owe like what he owed them is the the tears of whatever he's providing you know like it was a value for value exchange right and i looked and he doesn't actually do a lot of patreon stuff comparatively huh. like it's or unless i unless i couldn't see it because i wasn't like a member or whatever didn't but, you used to get like matt frad's cell phone number if you subscribed at like a thousand a month or oh, something? oh yeah you got like his phone number and like you could name one of his children and you could i mean he basically had like free reign to the guy if you gave enough which you know what i more power i mean him. you know i respect it mm -hmm. so i'll, I'll look but, at the frad stuff see if he's updated the tiers so there's also a difference here between you know you you're taylor marshall's patron because you like taylor marshall content you know i mean i'm not necessarily saying do that like i certainly don't um but you know you've like chosen to do that when it comes to giving money to the the diocese and the church that's a precept of the church like you can't your salvation is at risk if you refuse to support the church uh, as you're able to financially so i mean you don't need to read more into that than is there it's basically saying if you could help the church financially but you simply are like no i'm not um 
yeah, there's a precept of the church on that. It's similar to just blowing off mass or, um, you know, not going to confession or all sorts mm -hmm. of things. You don't really get a choice there. So, and when I, you know, when you give money to your diocese or your parish, you're not giving money to, you know, Father so-and-so or Bishop so-and-so. Mm -hmm. um, you're giving money to the parish and to the diocese. So there's really is a difference in terms of what, you know, the diocese put out financial disclosures and are transparent, but, you know, that's because the, the people doing that are the custodians of the diocese. They're supposed to be taking, you know, good care of the church. Mm. I mean, I will take it a step further and say I don't generally think that we should demand, you know, I mean, I think demanding a lot of transparency from the church is uh, like, uh, you know, as if it were a corporation or a nonprofit. I don't agree with that. I do think that um, the leaders of the church should be able to operate without, you know, such intense scrutiny from the public because they're, the stuff they're doing is a lot more important than what, you know, Walmart or somebody does. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, we're, you're not like an investor trying to decide if you're getting your, your dollar's worth when it comes to the church. Um, you know, it's the kingdom of God on earth. So, you know, God definitely sees how the church uses its money and will punish and reward you know the bishops and the pope accordingly just to, i don't necessarily think that um strict transparency is something we should expect or feel owed as the laity there's a certain like i've continually say there's just a certain amount of you just got to suck it up you just know just to break in and just tell everyone how serious zach is right now he is sitting in arkansas and he out loud said something was more important than walmart so like you can tell he means business i know the walton's cronies are going to be here any minute uh -huh. um get them so i mean you put know again i put them on sale like i don't think i woke up today thinking We're i would do sort of your price <laughs> roll back <laughs> yeah you've been rolling rolling back. back you've been rolled back <laughs> yeah. amazing sorry what are you um saying? No, I was saying I don't. I didn't necessarily wake up today thinking, "Oh, I'm going to be sort of uh, semi-defending Taylor Marshall." But I, I do think there's a huge difference between a diocese and then a, a person who's an entertainer who you you subscribe to his Patreon to be entertained by him, or because you enjoy, you know, whatever it is you want to do. Mm -hmm. um, like I don't think that he owes anybody uh, details on his financial habits is it possible that father was... i mean i can pretty much construct it for you guys okay his money goes to let's see jujitsu jujitsu lessons um probably whiskey and cigars um his house you know his house his kids obamacare with all them kids <laughs> um you know camera equipment whatever uh software you use to have your tweets and other things floating around your head when you do a live stream oh wow um just for men uh hair product to, to keep those grays at bay um but i mean at the end of the day like that's his money i mean i'm not like i'm not saying go subscribe to him i'm just saying you know nobody was forced to there's not a precept of the church saying you have to go be taylor marshall's patron yeah and you don't get like and and plus you know a financial disclosure that he put out would be public so it would go to all people that like like I'd see it and of course I'd read it and be nosy about it, but I don't really have any entire, like he shouldn't have to put his life out there like that. Mm -hmm. 
So for this round, I, I have to, I guess, reluctant. I have to be on Taylor Marshall's side here. Not that, I mean, I don't have anything against him personally. It's just not my style. Sounds like someone is angling for a job. And, yeah, I want a job at Taylor Marshall, Inc., Taylor Marshall Enterprise. Yeah. Scream about bishops. Um, I want to be the, like, less crazy Michael Voris. Is it possible, did I already ask this? I think I started asking. Is it possible that Father was just trying to make a point about how, how, I'll say, I don't know, I, he, how he, he thinks Taylor Marshall is being annoying about transparency when he doesn't do it himself? I mean, you know, whether or not it's a yeah. assessment, but do you think that could be a point that he was trying to make? Yeah, I mean, I think Father's point was generally just like, you know, he talks about corruption and he talks about all these finances and things, but then he's raking in all this money and what is, where's that going? And, you know, that kind of, even there was all the talk about how he paid for the plane tickets for the guy who threw, um, the, the little, uh, Pacamama cardboard. One of the early things. One of the early Covey's Zach. Remember he got the virus. Oh yeah. Tur snuggle. If you, yeah. Please keep it. I, I am here and I am sensitive, so please keep all your comments about him um, appropriate. About to snuggle tall guys with, with COVID. Um, <laughs> LGBT. Yes, LGBC. I know. After doing his like, after doing his tour of America, posing for a picture with Hannah, um, Tur snuggle got got. The, I don't know actually how you say the name, so I just think it's funny to say snuggle with it. Yeah. Um, no, I mean again, I just think like. There, I don't think Father had any ill intention, unless he was just trying to start a beef. But it does kind of come off like maybe you're just jealous of the success. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's like when people pick on Chapo Trap House. It's like, well, okay, like yes, they're pretty cringe, but you know, do you make a million dollars? You know, however much they make on for your content, no. So the Fra so, the Matt Frad thing was. For a hundred dollars a month, you get his personal email and you get a private phone call. And then for five hundred dollars a month, remember he will fly to your city, buy you lunch, and thank you in person. Wow. I'd be like, you get my personal email because, psych, I don't check that either. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, fake Zach Mabry at fakeemail.com. Yeah, my my personal email is is uh. For a while, people would ask, and I'd just give them Matt's email and be like, Matt is my assistant. Yeah, you literally did that. He legitimately did that once. Somebody reached out to me, and they wanted like an autographed picture, and I gave them Matt's email address and was like, uh, can you reach out to my assistant? He kind of arranges these things for me. And he did. I really thought Matt was going to do it, and then Matt just told the dude to, to go away. I was like, to I, kick rocks. I have COVID. That was before I even knew. Uh Chapo Trap House makes about $2 million a year on Patreon, Zach. Yeah, and I mean, you listen to them and you wonder, like, how that's possible. But, obviously, there's a lot of people that really like them. Um, and they've inspired a lot of much better podcasts that don't make nearly as much money. But, you know, I mean, you don't see those people just sitting around crying about how Chapo makes so much more than them. I mean, some of them do. I think is, I think some of them complain our, about. Our new campaign, uh, Zach, is $2 million in 2021. Yeah, we do need to do a page where we are going to do we need to do like a patron drive. I want to get like a solid number of patrons. Uh -huh. So um, we can just like, yeah, because we just say the most ridiculous, just filthy things on Patreon. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and there needs to be an audience for that. Mm -hmm. 
for the for the un, un, uncensored uh unvarnished truth pills that we're dropping over it uh, on patreon y'all can't handle it i don't know if you bleeps me i used a i used a a, a, a vulgarity on our last patron episode i did some I let oh, you went back you went back and bleeped it yeah some i let nice some i leave and some i don't it just depends on how i'm feeling if i want to take the 10 seconds to edit it um nice yeah i mean i don't know you know taylor marshall is what he is and he's a lightning rod and that's partly by design because i don't know he, right. I mean, again, you could pick like most topics. If you look at what we've said on that topic, and you look at what he said on that topic, they're they're pretty different. But it's not like we sit and beef with him. Yeah, and I mean, he does it because he wants to, and he can obviously handle it. So I don't. I think you're right. Like the easiest solution is just to not give him money. Right. I mean, that's what I'm doing. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I just think, I think maybe just like just attack the substance of what he's saying. Like, if you want to to actually have this conversation, then look at like he says, you know, the Pope should have to X Y Z, and say, well, no, the Pope shouldn't have to do that. Don't like skirt the actual substance of the argument and be like, he makes too much money. Like, like that is not helpful. You know, like that's you know, if you want to do some epic takedown of Taylor Marshall, then you know refute his points which you know i'm not i don't I probably couldn't be that how hard could that be um you don't have to like <laughs> make it a process crime that he's too successful like oh he's too beloved he has too many people that just open their wallets for him like it's not a crime to be liked it's this is just like Lori laughlin it's not a crime to love your kids it's not a crime to be liked mm-hmm. um it's not a crime oh, to I, see that they get into you know usc it, right. I don't know. He Taylor Marshall is not going anywhere anytime soon. Um, so like people do, people just should ignore him because and people unfortunately ignore Zach a lot. They don't necessarily ignore me, but you know, one of us knows how how it is to be ignored online. So it is people possible. do it sometimes. So people do it sometimes. It hurts. Yeah. So I miss that. Okay. Okay. Oh, um, also, I'll, I'll break what? in with another. I totally forgot this kick in the teeth while I was battling the dreaded virus. Uh oh. I was a victim of credit card fraud. Someone spent a couple thousand dollars on my credit card, Zach. So I'm sitting there, got the virus. No way. Got the virus. Someone. Uh, What'd they buy? Uh, they. Let's see. I have the list here. I was writing it down. Where is it? They spent money at. Uh, Walmart, uh-huh. Party City, Ooh. Abercrombie, Fries, the grocery store, which is like a what is that equivalent of? I forget which Kro- Kroger. I don't know. I forget. Uh, a lot of Party City, something called Carter's Inc. So I'm on the phone with the bank lady, and she's like, "Oh yeah." Someone went and had a good time with your credit card. I'm like, I know. And she said, well, which purchases are yours? And I said, you see all the embarrassing ones that say Circle K and Taco Bell? Those are mine. Everything else that looks like it's spent by people who know what they're doing and want to, you know, have the finer things in life. Yeah, like Abercrombie. Yeah, those are not mine. Truly. 
truly Taylor Marshall. I bet it was Kyle Helmink if it was. Yeah, if <laughs> he shops at Abercrombie, doesn't he? I was gonna say, if we had Taylor Marshall Patreon money, then maybe I would shop at Abercrombie. Zach, I'm gonna send him an invoice for defending him on this episode. I mentioned your name, and I am your accountant. I, don't even I mentioned you. your name, and um, while I qualified it with bad things about you, I ultimately said good things. About I had to. You. Do, I had to do emotional labor on the podcast. It's true. I like it. I, that was a fun. There was this period where I felt like everybody was sending, when they would send Venmo requests to people or things, it would always be for emotional labor. Oh yeah, I got a few of those. Those are the best. Yeah. Okay, so I missed yeah. that. What do we got? You said the. So I was gonna um, unsubscribe from the failing New York Times mm-hmm. because with with Trump's loss, I kind of think news is gonna go back to being boring again. Because like, what is there to like? What is there to talk As about? As Uncle Joe said, "America is back." <laughs> I love that he said that. Yeah, he just went and tweeted it. Everybody's like taking cover in Syria and Yemen and some, um, <laughs> yeah. but dun 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 dun. All right. Yeah, it's like. Pakistani children's hospitals are all panicking. Um, but so the, yeah, I was going to go ahead and cancel that. Cause I was like, eh, it's no fun anymore. But before I did, I saw that our boy, uh, the Holy father, Pope Francis mm-hmm. actually wrote an op-ed for New York times. So you could open it. There's now three times are tough. Catholics. Times are you've tough got boss Ross, COVID. you've got Elizabeth Brunig, you've got Pope Francis. Yeah. Times are tough during COVID. People are trying to get side hustles. Pope Francis is writing op-eds. Yes. Now, most people didn't read it because it was paywalled, um, which is hilarious. It just kind of shows you that, like, they imagine themselves as, like, right there with him on everything. But, like, obviously, American left liberal progressives, like, it's like they want, I mean, you know, they're like, if you pay, you can hear from Pope Francis. Um, (laughs) Like, in my view, these people aren't actually compatible with him. But what else? Um, so anyways, byline, it says, by Pope Francis, and then his, his author thing says, Pope Francis is the head of the Catholic Church and the Bishop of Rome. Wow. Yeah. And the, the title, which remember, you don't get to pick your titles unless you're the editor. So it said, a crisis reveals what is in our hearts. And then to come out of this pandemic better than we went in, we must let ourselves be touched by others' pain. Okay. So... Um, the article was interesting. He talks about COVID-19. He doesn't really touch on the spiritual side of things, but I do think that if you you have to kind of put his words in context with his actions, and obviously during this pandemic, we've had the big, um, the big benediction that he did, remember? Yeah, that's great. And it was raining, and there were all those pictures. And, you know, he still goes out and, and greets people, you know, I mean, he's still kind of doing the spiritual thing. It just didn't quite make scared, it into the text Zach. of this one article. Right. Um, there was like a very, uh, there was a part that I thought was interesting. Um, he talks about being in the hospital when he was younger in Buenos Aires. Mm-hmm. And this one party says, another nurse, Michaela, did the same when I was in intense pain, secretly prescribing me extra doses of painkillers outside my due times. Mm. Um, and I was like, all right, go off. Yeah, you, um, I'm listening. Right. It's like, I remember getting my teeth out, and that was like the funnest part. Yeah, you're like, never never has the Pope sounded more relatable. I know. Um, but, so yeah, that, I thought that was a dream of that tidbit was hell. But he kind of talks about being sick and how it, it 
gave him a lot of perspective about just certain things. And like, not that I've had any serious, you know, uh, diseases or anything crazy like that, like lots of people have, but I did get sick and like I had to leave work for a few months, all that kind of stuff. And the main thing is all of a sudden you do kind of get a different perspective in the sense of like, okay, urgency has a different meaning when sure, you like you know, speaking, literally can't. Speaking as someone who's been sick recently as I have, I can, I feel like I'm very qualified to talk on this subject. Yeah. Yeah, what wisdom have you have you had from COVID, from being sick like this? How are you going to go out and be a bigger person and pay it forward? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, no, that's I, a question. Like how? Oh, now, well, now that I have the antibodies, I'm just licking stuff left and right. Okay, well, and they're like, gonna... "That's gross." I'm like, "No, that's a gift." It's a gift. You don't have to that's pay. That's what I'm allowed to do. It's like uh, how Trump would always say, "Now that I've had it, I can come kiss every man and woman in this crowd." Yeah, yeah. I said that's going to cost you nothing, but you know if you feel inclined, patreon.com slash Roman Circus Pod. Yes, and they're exactly and, and they're like, let me take a look at your financials. I'm like, buddy, even I don't know the financials. You know, <laughs> financials are hard. That's my whole profession. I know, which is weird because uh, it's not weird. I don't know where it's going with that. Anyway, continue, Pope Francis. Continue. So, um, the tiny of the, he talks about, you know, some people's kind of unwillingness with the virus to, um, you know, take precautions or to be in any way disrupted by it, mm-hmm. you know, as kind of a selfish reaction. And the timing of this was interesting because it was right after the Supreme Court basically said, no, um, Governor Cuomo is not the Bishop of Brooklyn. Um, the Bishop of Brooklyn is the Bishop of Brooklyn. And so he decides what, you know, the church's response to COVID is. Um, and so, you know, the Supreme Court had ruled that way. It was a six to three ruling, I think. Right. Um, basically saying, no, like the governor isn't a bishop. He doesn't get to decide, you know, if churches can be as open. You, as you so elegantly put it, uh, Amy Coney Barrett uh, did not separate church and state when she made the ruling that only Governor Cuomo can decide what can separate church and state yeah this lawyer who was like classic uh i can't even finish that sentence but she was basically saying this lawyer was like well governor they're not governor amy coney barrett has ended separation of church and state with this policy and i was like okay so separation of church and state is when the governor gets to decide if churches are open or not and (laughs) if you can go to them yeah that and then now that churches decide what happens inside churches uh we're a theocracy like i mean it doesn't even make sense on the face of it yeah um like you can i mean obviously you'd be making like serious errors in your ecclesiology if you said that a governor should have say about what happens in a church but i mean in theory that could be your stance and you're still not advocating for you know overturning the first amendment or you know a theocracy Mm. or vice versa but um anyway so yeah it was the same day that that happened i don't know how to tell people this but pope francis does not watch cnn like he doesn't keep up with day-to-day life in america because it's irrelevant we're eight percent of the church we're like the most unfaithful country in terms of people as far as the catholic church goes we do provide a lot of money so i mean they can't totally ignore us but again in rome they're not sitting there wondering what's going on in america all that much Mm -hmm. um so i don't think that he saw that court case and 
you know, pulled out his typewriter and was like, I'm going to write something for the failing New York times. Um, in general, I think, you know, this is probably sent sooner than that. Um, Pope Francis does care a lot of that. People aren't out dying from the virus. He very correctly said that, you know, when there is a cure, it needs to be made available to people, um, without, you know, without when we allocate it, it just needs to be so that everybody has access to it, not let, access be determined by you know a market logic of who can afford it is that um, called means testing well no i mean it's just called markets in that okay. case i guess means testing would basically say okay you get a free vi you everybody gets the free covid vaccine unless you make over two hundred thousand a month and gotcha. are unmarried with three kids like if you have to do all these things to figure out if you get it free versus everybody just getting it um, and when we say free, we mean it's provided by the state that we all pay to support. Mm -hmm. um, you know, not really free. It's just saying that when it's doled out, it's not based on who can afford it. Pope um, Frank, one of the things in here is, look at us now. We put on face masks to protect ourselves and others, and others from a virus we can't see. But what about all of those other unseen viruses we need to protect ourselves from? Pope Francis be like, it's a lot more... It's it's a lot more likely I get hit by a car than die from COVID. So should I just stop driving cars? Well, just what I think, I mean, joking, Zach, the, joking. No, you're right. But he does basically say the big. I mean, I think I can find the exact quote. But I mean, he does basically say the bigger viruses. How will we deal with the hidden pandemics you know, of this world? How we pandemics how we act. of hunger and violence and climate change. Um, yeah. Right. And so, I mean, here's the thing on that, like the, um, you know, in scripture, and of course I don't have the verse memorized, but We're it basically podcast, says you need to be more afraid of, of what kills the soul than mm -hmm. what kills the body. And that's what he's saying. He's like, the virus is very real and very bad, but worse than that, even, um, your eternal is soul, like your sins. Yeah. And like the impacts of your sins are causing, you know, all this devastation. Um, I wrote down what scripture reminded me of because I looked it up. Well, it's pretty um, interesting. I mean, the idea of, because he says... Matthew ten twenty eight, And fear ye not them that kill the body and are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him that can destroy both soul and body in hell. Hate to see it. I, I mean, mean it's, it's Pope Francis's running line that basically says your nastiness, your sins, your all these things are ruining the planet you're ruining everybody's health you're ruining the environment and you're going to end up in hell and it's such you know, a I mean, trad, that's been his it's a, course such on. a trad point of view i can't i i fail to see it tough to see why there's such a disconnect there and it uh well but he's called reading between the lines folks yeah and it's free so he uh if we were to come out of this crisis less selfish than when we went in, we have to let ourselves be touched by others' pain. And that's kind of like, I don't know, that's what some people are talking about. Like, this this virus may not affect you, but it may affect, like, your friend's your grandma. <laughs> your the, the, most, the most delicate and important person of all, your podcast co-host. But also, like, your friend's grandma. like the. I mean, as a white guy, that is your closest relationship. Yeah. It's the, the other people on your podcast. It's so true. White guys be, like, having a podcast. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, that's kind of important. Like, of course, 
masks look ridiculous and a bunch of the stuff is ridiculous but like i don't know i would i would feel we've we've known people whose grandparents have died uh you know a young man who died from was it covid or was it my friend yeah we don't so we don't actually know um i mean the point is it was it was not it was sudden and it was not expect like things have yeah. happened right like during this well and i mean he'd been quarantining pretty much the whole time so nobody had seen him in months and it was a so i i mean the notice that went out was that the cause of death was covid um it was later that someone said maybe the there had been a mistake but they weren't gonna like issue a retraction i don't know anyway this person did die and it was very sad well that's my point and like, people... nobody had seen him in months because he couldn't leave his apartment yeah so like we've all known or people we've even we've had even if we haven't known someone who's died, someone else we know has. Like it's, it's not like this. It's not like this ridiculous thing we're doing for nothing. Like maybe the maybe the people that are imposing it are idiots, and no one knows what they're actually doing. But there is right. I mean, my as dismissive as I've been of aspects of this, I have said like you should wear your mask, and you should you know keep your distance. I don't necessarily think you should put your whole life on pause because you're not guaranteed to just have infinite numbers of next year's, you know. I know um, that is the that is a frustrate when they're just like, just have Christmas with your a hundred year old grandma next year, and you're like, well, yeah. I, I know, and they're like, you don't want to take a chance, and I was like, I mean, you're just exchanging chances, guys. Like, I don't like. Yeah. You're taking it. Yes, you are not. You're you're not taking a chance with getting the virus, but you're taking a chance that you'll never see these people again. And like how it is in this hypothetical ninety-nine-year-old grandma. Like, yeah, if she, you ask her if she's like, oh, do you want to have Christmas with your see your family this year, or do you want to like take a chance on? Yeah, I don't know. So that that whole thing is kind of lame lame um so yeah what did you think what is the what's the zach mabry uh pope francis analysis um would you I think would you say that the, it's okay good, as a, i will say as a say you are anti pope's writings <laughs> i think that if you were to make the mistake of looking at this article in isolation, it's probably not helpful. I think that if you put it in the context of the Pope's actions and his other words about the pandemic and the whole picture, I think it is helpful. Um, obviously, if I was writing for LifeSite News, I would point out there's no mention of God or the spiritual. He takes time to talk about climate change. And there's that weird part where he talks about taking extra pain pills. Um now, none of those things really bother me. I pretty much do believe in climate change. Um, you know, uh, when you're in pain, you should have it treated. And again, not mentioning in a in a couple paragraphs, God is not, you know, that doesn't make you an atheist or, you know, that, that doesn't, that omission doesn't mean anything by itself. Um, so, you know. But yeah, I mean, I do. I imagine I haven't gone and looked, but I I imagine they had plenty to scream about on the in the tratty press mm-hmm. about it. The old TP. And since it was paywall, they could say whatever they want. I know. I can't wait till we just let loose on behind the paywall. Right. Let people know how we really feel. 
Oh, we should, uh, I forgot to say at the beginning that we're introducing a new $5,000 a month tier where if you donate $5,000, I'll send you a vial of my superhero blood. Of your antibodies? Yeah. Yeah. Superhero True. blood. 5,000, you said? 5,000. I am asking that you commit to at least three months before I send you a vial of my blood. Just so you don't sign up, get the perks, and cancel. Yeah, that's uh, it's pretty pretty lame, bros. You had, uh, as we close up here, you had some exciting news about a recent development of what you found you now like as opposed to... Oh, I destroyed a, a meme that's like 26 years old now. Memes. So obviously for 26 years, it's been very publicly known that I, I hate pickles mm -hmm. and quote, think they stink, end quote. Mm -hmm. um, and that's always been true. And it was portrayed in film. Mm -hmm. um, just this week, I uh, was I wanted a snack and there was a jar of pickle spears pickled spears pickled spears yeah Not dill pickles. Of, of the dill variety spears that had been sitting in vinegar and so i said you know what i'm gonna do it because i read that if you're uh doing what i'm doing and trying to be on fat pickles are a good uh good snack so i i just opened the jar popped one of those suckers out and just chowed down mm -hmm. and uh, i i liked it i i liked it it was a good snack filling no carbs but but crunch that satisfying crunch like if you were eating potato chips and that you know that sort of vinegary taste like if they were salt and vinegar chips or did you did you immediately call ross and you were like hey uh before this gets out i uh, just want to let you know the jig is up it's done i'm not selling you my pickle for a nickel yeah um the, yeah i didn't do that he's been busy i don't know if you've seen on hbo max they did a Fresh Prince of Bel Air oh, was he uh, on? reunion. What? Yeah, did he show up for that? Yeah, he was there. I mean, because you know he was a recurring character once he was on it. Yeah, I mean that's kind um, of like that's what I mainly knew him from before right. Little Rascals. Well, and that kind of happened during the same time period. I was sort of the loser of the bunch. Like he went off to do that. Travis, who played F, uh, who played Spanky, got the Welch's grape juice contract. I just kind of like went back to kindergarten. <laughs> um, yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, you know, if you have HBO Max, check that out. That's pretty and, awesome. And uh, I hope that inspires them to want to do a little, like another Little Rascals one and have it be on a real network. That'd be fun. Yeah, we're four years away from 30-year anniversary, so maybe. Yeah, but, you know, the the future's not guaranteed, so just do a 27th anniversary. That is true. Why put off what you can do today? Um, as as the great Justin Timberlake said, yesterday is history, tomorrow's a mystery. That is true. That's very wise. Uh, just so people aren't completely shattered with this little rascal's revelation, you do still hate women, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I w my other line, women make men miserable, yeah. couldn't be more true. <laughs> that's still that's still going strong. It's perhaps. one of those things that becomes more true as time goes on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Still, still sexist. Okay. Um, good. Had, yes, hate, but yeah, so I for our childhoods I, I, to just come crashing down in one full swoop. I know. Maybe I should do a video eating a pickle, except I won't because that may not set well. It'd have to be like sliced pickles. Um <laughs> You should just you should uh 
edit it so it looks like you're enjoying a love. Have you pickle. seen that? Like, it's like the original ASMR video of that woman eating a pickle. Uh, I have not. I remember in college, like towards the very end, I think it was either that or it was right after college. My friends and I would send that to each other and be like, I don't know why, but this is like oddly just like peaceful. And it's just this woman eating a pickle and like loudly crunching into the mic. Just Sounds like my nightmare, Zach. <laughs> yeah. Portland Mead was on, he, he went on late night with Conan O'Brien and was in a Pizza Hut commercial. And then he was in, he was Lloyd in space. Tom and Huck with, JTT and Brad Renfro, RIP. Yeah, if you've ever seen the the cartoon Lloyd in Space on Disney Channel, he was literally the voice of Lloyd. Man, killing it. I know. So I know. Oh, Blake. Blake's had a career like dancing. Blake and... Collins or Blake? Oh, Blake Ewing. Yeah, Ewing. Blake MacGyver Ewing. Yeah, his his album is on like streaming mm-hmm. and stuff. He does um like a Barbra Streisand show where he like sings all of her, all of her hit numbers. Oh man, we've all wanted to do that. I'm glad one of us had the guts to just do it. Right. Um, and then Blake Collins who played the other bully one, mm-hmm. um, he was, uh, one of the, uh, camera guy, like, I don't know what you call it, cinematographers. Um, he worked on, uh, sons of anarchy. Oh, nice. Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, I was pretty much the only one that just was like went back to being a kid. Here you are, though. Here I am. Yep. Here I am. Well, Zach, I'm right back. here. It was a interesting ten days, but you know, I'm glad to be here. I mean, glad to be here on the podcast. I was never a threat to die. I don't want to make it sound like I was. Um, don't. That's impost. That's the imposter syndrome talking, Matt. You are a survivor. I am. All right. Well exciting anything else before we wrap it up i don't think so i think we've uh we've covered it all we'll be back next week we'll do a patreon later this week um so look forward to that and uh yeah we'll catch everyone later sweet talk to you all next time